No, I'm the head vampire. <laughs> Mom? Well, I do have a life outside this house, you know. Welcome back, fans, stalkers, and strangers to the Complete Guide to Horror Movies podcast. Today, today, <laughs> <laughs> you know that would work if it was me saying it, but I don't think it's okay. TVP. <laughs> uh, today, we're discussing the underseen Jennifer's Body, starring Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried, who we all personally recognise as Karen from Mean Girls. Ew. Now, I chose this movie um, generally as I just think, personally, it's uh, I have had a, a, a good time with this movie. It's good vibes. Okay. Brings back a lot of nostalgia, particularly when I grew up um, in Nambucca. I mean, they've stopped all of our fucking payments till Beryl pays back the money she ordered. But what an idea of how to get some money. I'm going to need your fucking help, Ness. Dogs, shut the fuck up! Things like Video Easy, Pizza Hut, that sort of thing, having friends around. This movie doesn't take itself doesn't takes itself real like too seriously, which I like. Um, it is there are quite a few quotes in this movie that like are still funny now. I recommend you shut the fuck up. All right. I just think it's a good time um, overall. This is a movie that was just released at the wrong time. I feel like if it was maybe released more 2013, 2015, it would be quite huge. So. Mm-hmm. I am glad to see that it's getting its uh, comeuppance, if you like. It's getting the recognition it deserves. Uh, I do think, you know, reading the Wikipedia summary and whatnot, uh, it says that some critics have lauded this as better with the Me Too movement and uh, I guess a more overall discussion around how Megan Fox was treated during the 2000s by specific movie directors, <coughs> Michael Bay who infamously made her wash his car and filmed her washing his car in a bikini when she was 16 years old. That's fucking weird. That's creepy shit. So the poor things that, you know, Megan Fox has gone through, I feel like this is her revenge in this movie. You know, she's the one that kills the guys. She also, interestingly, never kills any women as far as I can remember. you know, it's it's seen as like a like bad things happen to her. She gets revenge against the men, and I love movies like that. I also feel that it doesn't like go too heavy handed on some of the themes around like misogyny. You know, if this movie was released today, maybe instead of being a fox, it'd be like some TikTok star with like you know short blue hair or something. Ben Shapiro would do a fucking react video to it. So yeah, I really like this movie. I enjoyed it. I didn't watch it right away. I don't think I saw it till like, ooh, I think it was like 2014 or something. It was a while after it came out. I remember seeing the posters um, from memory that it was marketed pretty heavily. Um, 
I haven't actually looked up the box office or anything, so I'm not sure how how well it did. But I know it's got you know somewhat of a cult following. Mm. Um, I think it's you know a pretty good horror comedy. It's definitely not like the the best one um, that I've seen. I actually, feel like um, all, although I've only seen her in a couple of things, I never feel like any of the things that I've seen her in, like Megan Fox's, like popped. Um, yep. But again, I haven't seen that many things. Um, but she absolutely steals the show um in this movie and does like a really good job um and it's just such a fucked up character and just a joy to to watch um so overall yeah i enjoy this movie it's good hey stop it just shut up the one thing that i appreciate in a horror movie which i don't think we've really covered in any is there's a voiceover that actually comes in and Mm. out throughout or you know just really deep i love the soundtrack i thought it was mm. such like a good time just hearing all these songs mm. come back again i think there's panic at the disco i feel like there's fallout boy there were other songs that i don't i've heard of but i just don't know who's singing chris pratt's in it randomly yeah. uh, <laughs> This is like I was us. thinking when I was what is he meant to be a um teenager? Because come on, yeah, wow, he looks like what, what do you call him? Like a Jesus. what do you call him? Like a um, like a substitute teacher, or yeah, 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 you know, but you know, when you go to like po- like post grad, like college student, you've got yeah, different types, like mm. a, a, I don't know, a job, or he, was, he was fully that Steve Buscemi meme that, yeah, like, yeah, literally, yeah. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt randomly was in it, which I thought was odd, but that was around like Parks and Rec. Okay, I'm here. My top favorite part of Jennifer's body is actually the story for this one. I love when it's like, I'm not saying this is a completely original idea, but I love the fact that it's Megan Fox going against time. When I say against time, yes, she still plays a hot girl and everything, mm-hmm. but I just love that she's this horror, takes no shit, complete badass, which I feel a lot of people would be like oh she's an icon and she's a legend and she's this and she is all those things but i really also appreciate the dynamic between her and amanda Seyfried, who again is against type as well she was carried in mean girls very pretty here she's the very smart she's the nerdy geeky you know i guess uh loser if you like even though she's not a loser never will be but Mm. i just like their friendship um i also just have one little point to make which is there's been a lot of criticism about this movie because of the kiss between Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox but I don't think people understand just how what's the word uh it's like every single pop star every single celebrity in 2009 called themselves bisexual so this is tapping into that culture like everyone Lady Gaga, Nicki Minaj, Madonna Beyonce at one point even said she was bisexual and it's like okay you're married to Jay-Z though and it's like you know Megan Fox is actually bisexual in real life so it's like well she's bringing that element from her real life into this movie maybe it was scripted we don't know if this was a part made by Megan Fox or if a script writer was just very horny and wanted to watch Karen from Mean Girls and Transformers bitch make out but I still liked it I thought it was cool because I also didn't see it coming 
I was like, oh, they're best friends, they're platonic. And then when that scene happened, I was just like, oh, holy shit, I didn't know that I actually wanted to watch this, but yeah. I 100% do. And I will watch that scene every time. Everyone is bisexual. We're now getting into this TikTok generation where it's like, if your movies aren't 100% authentically represented by queer people, then you're not allowed to do it. And for me personally, I'm just like, this is acting. Like, you're supposed to act. You know, you don't have to be 100% a serial killer to play a serial killer. And while they also simultaneously ignore the fact that Megan Fox is bisexual, maybe Amanda Seyfried is as well. We don't know that about her. Mm. But who's to say that they can't do that? Or why can't straight actors play gay characters? But that's my hot take for this episode. I'm just going to do that and hopefully you don't get attacked in the comments. <laughs> but standing out here yelling rabble, rabble, rabble isn't going to help anything. But we don't know what else to do, Mayor! It's kind of like a love-hate thing, but the, the, the song that becomes the anthem of the... Mm. It's such a shit, annoying song. And um, what's his name? Uh, Adam Brody does <laughs> such a good job of acting like a just Ish, a dickhead uh, front yeah. man. Listen, it's, uh, it's dangerous out here. You want to head someplace safer like my van? What? I'm in survival mode right now, and I want us to get to a familiar place. And right now, I feel like that's my van. It was just beautiful to see him just do such a good job of uh, mocking that. So that's, yeah, a high point for me. Do you want to work at Moose Hoof Coffee forever? I don't. You know, I love me some campy comedy, and there's, mm. you know, there's plenty of that throughout this movie. So I love that. Yeah. Um, some of the dialogue is is ridiculous. Uh, Ow, my tit. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous movie um and i love love that about it so probably just all, all the comedy stuff it's just great who's a cool dude or who's a hoe some of the dialogue is i did write some of it down but i'm not going to say it because in 2023 <laughs> would not be saying it yeah it's some of it yeah and it comes like even like some of the comments from like adam uh not adam brady um megan fox there's a comment by one of the teachers which was funny watching it but i'm thinking in 2023 this stuff probably would not be running now now let's play vocabulary maybe i wanted a bit more blood or a bit more in-depth like with some of the kills there's a shot you know where megan fox takes that jock guy out the back of the sports field i think you see the mouth open and then her about looks a bit like pennywise actually um mm, yeah about to sort of engulf and then there's the scene where she invites that sort of emo guy to the abandoned building or the, the housing estate and then you just sort of see it behind the curtain sort of go down um like her biting so i kind of wish you saw a bit more with that in the credit scene there's the mm. little shot where it's like the home video if you like and the crime scene oh, yeah, that yeah. showed that the band what was the band again low sh <laughs> low shoulder low shoulder. Mm. yeah that's the one and they're being murdered by Amanda Seyfried's character in their hotel. And for me, I, I don't really like when people do those types of scenes in like the credits or a post credits, unless it's trying to hype up a sequel or mm. Marvel do this all the time. And it's just like, just put it in the actual movie because I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more if I knew that the band members were killed because I didn't really like them. I was mm. just like... You know, at the start, it's just like, oh, yeah, cool, little indie band, whatever. Then finding out they're the ones who, you know, got Megan Fox to offer herself yeah. as a sacrifice. And it's like, well, 
you know, I want them dead first, and then they were killed last, and it's like, no, put that in the yeah. movie. We have to finish the movie. Who gives a fuck about movies? Personally, I think the pacing was a little strange. Um, like, the part where Megan Fox uh, explains basically what happened, it kind of seemed like it was almost too late in the movie that that was happening. It just kind of happened at a weird point uh, mm. in the movie. Um, and another thing that I thought was weird was when there's sort of like the big showdown in sort of that sewer type area. In your one, um, in the background. Do you have to undermine everything that I do? Uh, Jennifer just goes home and is just watching telly and is almost like surprised that she's coming after it. Like, I don't know, that just doesn't seem... Yeah. That doesn't logically make sense. And and I feel like a, a demon from hell possessing Jennifer's body... Um, probably wouldn't care about uh best friend necklace either mm. like i don't really get that like she broke the necklace and then that kind of weakened it felt like they didn't know how they were going to end it so they were like oh yes uh friendship yeah there you go. <laughs> interestingly i was just having a look at what was out at the box office we had sorority row out oh, for a God. week we had the final destination in its third week ah and we had Halloween 2 also in its third week out at the same time. And interestingly, Transformers was still making money after 87 days. Was that the okay. second Transformers movie or the first um, one? Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, God, the second I one. The I hate that one. one I think. I so, yeah, there's quite a bit of competition around the time. Not saying that that kind of disregarded, but, you know, you had about three or four mm. sort of entries that were semi-new sort of competing at the mm. same time. Yeah. um with that as Who well Megan Fox movies yeah and I sort of I was looking to see if it like bounced back like it, it jumped up 158% from yesterday when Jennifer's body came out with Transformers so I guess people pro probably you know bounced that off and went yeah let's go see Transformers as well what produced for 16 million Jennifer's body did manage to attract the sizable female audience Cody wanted 51% were female 70% under 25 the film had expected to benefit somewhat from its heavily marketed lesbian kissing scene between Fox and Seyfried just a critic said that the scene is not as shocking as it was in past decades and cannot be expected to significantly pull in an audience check your sell by date ladies faux lesbian kissing hasn't been taboo since 1994. sorority row the remake that was actually written by mm -hmm. uh fuck what's his name i make fun of him all the time josh stolberg so he wrote the oh. script for sorority row and I as in jigsaw and yeah, Jigsaw and Spiral mm -hmm. Dude, and the upcoming Sorex, which I'm not holding down any hope. Hello, Detective Banks. Even got an unofficial musical in 2018. Ah. Uh, Megan Fox has said this is her favourite movie of all her respective filmographies. Mm. She lost 15 pounds for the role, so she was oh. 97 pounds, stayed out of the sun for four months to keep her skin pale. Holy shit, 97 pounds is really, really skinny. Um, the black vomit scene, uh, chocolate syrup was used for that. Yum. I don't know if you two have seen this movie, 
but there's a 2000 indie horror film called Ginger Snaps, which almost has the exact same plot. But instead of a demonic presence, one of the girls gets turned into a werewolf. But it's like the same best friend dynamic. It's the same revenge style. I remember seeing Ginger Snaps gone. Uh, we actually rented those movies from Video Easy Dan Bucket back in like 2003, 2004. And it's been killing me thinking where have i seen a similar movie like jennifer's body before mm. and then in uh wikipedia if you scroll down it says ginger snaps a movie with the same premise i was like ginger snaps that's the movie <laughs> um and then the other one that i just read was that promotional marketing for this movie started 15 months before the release eight out of ten for this one um yeah as i said Good time. Uh, doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, a little bit underrated, I guess. A little bit of underrated gem that hopefully gets a bit more exposure over the years and may even spawn a remake or sequel down the track. You never know. Um, yeah, uh, Justin, you're ready. I'm going to give this seven out of ten. Um, I feel like it's a bit harsh considering that I can't actually think of any negative points about it. But for me, rewatch value. I'll maybe rewatch this once every ten years. So. <laughs> That's why I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Because you have seven more like times to watch it, is that right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Coop, your overall rating? Um, I'm going to give it uh, seven devoured footballers out of 10. Mm. Nice. I still think this is a pretty fun movie. Like I had a good time, but I didn't take it too seriously. Yes, it has a couple sort of weak points. You know, some of the, like I said, some of the quotes and some of the dialogue is uh, probably something you wouldn't use today. Um, you know, I didn't touch earlier. It is nice to sort of touch on that sort of friendship aspect, especially in this case where Megan Fox is, you know, a really good looking girl. And then you've got Amanda Seyfried, who's sort of just like the nerd. And it's just sort of watching them together. It's sort of weird that they are friends, but, you know, you have friends of all different backgrounds and personalities so it's sort of nice that they they sort of touch on that as well this is definitely a movie that you should check out if you like more of the darker comedy like teen movies of the 90s and 2000s so your jawbreaker as opposed to mean girls um give it a chance i think that it does offer something for horror fans and comedy fans who might be light horror viewers per se mm. um but also i'm very shocked that uh, this movie did blow up as much as it could. Maybe the R rating kind of short-circuited that, or, you know, I would, I was kind of hoping for a sequel, even when I did watch this and I wasn't really too interested in it in 2009. I thought maybe it could have just followed Amanda Seyfried's character, but again, 2009, Amanda Seyfried was just starting to really take off. Um, I think this was a year after Mamma Mia, Mm, and it was around that period yeah so maybe she just didn't have time to do a sequel or because of the lack of like huge mammoth box office returns they were just like no nah, cancel sequel so mm. yeah but definitely check it out fun movie um if you like horror comedy then check it out um yeah don't really have anything negative to say about it or anything like that so just give it a watch listeners like comment share scream and shout if you like this episode and if you hated it i am going 
to eat your soul and shit. Thanks for tuning in to our episode on Jennifer's Body. If you like this episode, check out all our playlists. We have Final Destination, Saw, Scream, Chucky, all those movies, all the franchises. And let us know what movie you want to see next. We have plenty of upcoming episodes, including Pearl vs. X, 13 Ghosts, the 2001 remake from Dark Castle Entertainment, which is one of my personal favourite horror movies of all time. Leave us a comment below for what parts you liked. Also, let us know what you did like about this podcast. This helps us improve future episodes. And hope you have a great day. And if you did like this episode, kindly fuck right off. Bye.